0: Title of the Message: When the Fire Falls. Mm. (laughs) Say this with me, says let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Oh, praise the Lamb of God. But let's read just briefly one verse, verse 8. Before I read this, let me kind of give you some groundwork. This is talking, and it's a parable about the ten virgins. Five were classified as foolish, five were wise. The foolish spoke to the wise because the midnight cry came out. How many know Jesus is coming back? Amen. It's not going to be long. I truly believe that there is an awakening going on in the church today, a true awakening. Far too many times people have been lulled to sleep by so many issues and areas, but I truly believe that the awakening is here. Verse 8 And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil for our lamps. Are going out. There's another translation that brings it out in a different interpretation, but yet still clear. It says, "Our flames has died out. Our flames has died out." How many members the song "This Little Light of Mine"? I'm going to let it shine. See, when you don't have the oil, and oil comes from the Holy Spirit, representation of the Holy Spirit is water, spirits, breath, also oil. Thank God for the oil of God. We need more oil in our lamps. We need more oil to overflow in what God has. But without the oil, the lights cannot shine. The flames go out. Far too many times we're seeing in people's lives and many places, the flames have died out. How many don't want your flame to die out? I want to be a light that burns brighter than ever before. Thank you, Father. Gone is the glory, enthusiasm for so many things of God anymore. A lot of people seem to think, especially in America, yep, I'll go to church if I can. If I don't, so be it. But you know what? Church is more than just gathering. We are the church. And that should be not just when we gather under the four walls or or under a building, but we should represent and go out as a bright light in this dark, dismal world. Touch your neighbor, says, let the fire fall. fall. You may be seated. Notice as the interpretation that the dying flames that once were ignited by the power and fire of the Holy Ghost. Open your Bibles and go to, if you would please, if you still got your Bibles open, to Matthew chapter 3. Verse 11. John the Baptist was seeing Jesus and was talking to many of his disciples and many of those around him. And he made a declaration of the Lamb of God, of Jesus himself, of what he would do. And let's listen to see what John had to say about the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Lord of the world. Verse 11, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. King James says Holy Ghost and with fire. Say fire. Fire. I want you to get this in your spirit. See, we need fire of God to fall once again. We need God's fire to fall upon the church again. We need God to move upon uh, the things that is going on as we call church, as we call believers to fall upon the church again. Let me describe just briefly, and I'm going to stay close to my notes on a few points, three points. I want to talk about the fire of God. Fire of God, first of all, it's a symbol of deity, a symbol of deity. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, the Bible says that God is a consuming fire. Malachi chapter three, verse two, he says that there's a refiner's fire where God refines you where God brings you into it, but it's his presence, his deity. We see in Isaiah chapter four, verse four, it says the Holy Spirit of burning. There's a burning that comes with the Holy Spirit. That's the reason why the anointing, that's the reason why when you feel the unction that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit, you, it transforms you, your words When Jesus looked at Satan in the hour of temptation, the Bible says the sword of the spirit. How many knows that this word is a sword? This word is faith. This word brings Jesus out, but it's also the sword of the spirit. When you speak, into situations. The spirit of God with these speaking through you will speak and divide and bring life to that situation. Thank God for God's word, but it becomes a burning. That's the reason why the anointing comes. You feel that and it overcomes you. It transforms you into someone different. Thank God for that. As we see also in the deity that we see the symbol of is the Matthew chapter three, verse 11. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Aren't you glad for the fire? Let's look at some other things. The second point, fire is the approval or acceptance of God. God accepts and he approves by descending down, the falling down of fire. In the Old Testament, when an offering was given and God would accept it, the Bible says that fire would come down and lap it up. I had the privilege in, when I was in Jerusalem to preach on Mount Carmel, where Elijah preached, and where the fire came down, and it said that it lapped up the sacrifice. And I liked Elijah a little bit. He was going to show off what God was going to do. He was showing the people, said, this is what God's going to do. If you believe in God, said, quit halting, quit stopping between two opinions. We've got too many that are looking to the world and too many looking to the church. You can't ride the fence any longer, especially in the hour we're living. We need people to be on fire like never before. We need the fire of God to reach down in the church like never before. <laughs> that should be an amen. God, we need you in this hour. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But it said that they, it was an acceptance. In Leviticus chapter 9, verses 22 and 23, I'm not going to read it. You can mark these down and read it for yourself later. But it says, the fire went out and consumed the offering. And when it did, the Bible says the people shouted and they fell to their faces. Oh, if ever a time we need the people of God to shout, it's today. Amen. If ever a time we need to fall on our faces and say, God, we need you to fall upon us, come upon us, it's now. Genesis chapter 15, Abraham says, when he gave an offering, he split the offering, the sacrifice, the animal. Split it in two. And the Bible says that when God accepted the sacrifice, it said that God descended in the flame of a fire. And he walked in the midst saying, I accept this sacrifice. Judges chapter 13, verse 19. When the father of Samson gave a sacrifice to the Lord. The Bible says that fire shot out of the rock where the sacrifice was at. And the Bible says a voice of the angel shouted. (laughs) If ever a time we needed people, it's not time to be quiet today. We've been the silent majority far too long. And the enemy's raising his ugly head says, we'll keep him silent. We'll keep him behind their four walls. But thank God we've got an opportunity. The door is open today for us to take the gospel like never before. If you haven't opened up Ink Free or Times Union or or other uh, news media in our local area, you need to look in what's going on. I've never seen such times when uh, people are taking advantage of children. When people are uh, using them, those children, and they're arresting uh, uh, many around quite frequently on uh, pedophilia. It's sad to see what's going on. This is our local area, just around the area from Silver Lake to Leesburg to Milford to uh, East to West, and you can look around, and we're seeing some things happening. If ever a time we need the fire to fall, it's today. Also in the homes, people are being abused. And it's not just the men abusing women. Women are abusing the men and, and children and things like that. We need to wake up. The enemy is stirred. We need to be stirred. We need the fire of God to fall. We need God to do what he said he would do. See, when we get our lives to a place where God accepts, some of you are wanting a move of God. Some of you desire a move of God. You want the fire to fall. You just want the experience of an emotional thing. But it's more than just emotions. It's something that stirs within your heart. It burns right there. It burns deep, way down inside. I love the expression and manifestation and everything else that goes along with it. But when I leave here, I want my words, I want my life to see and show what God is doing in me. See, what happens is when our lives get this place and God accepts it and approves the fire falls, it's consuming fire, it consumes you. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He was standing on a, a, a banister over looking over a, a building, and he stood there and weeping, and he says, God, consume me. Let your fire consume me. It's not only God's approval, it's not only God's deity, but it's also God's presence. The third point I want to bring out real quickly. God's presence. We need God's presence. When you walk into a room, they should be able to tell the aroma of God on you. So wherever God was in the Old Testament and New Testament, a demonstration of God's fire. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Around Jerusalem, God has placed a wall of fire. Around Jerusalem, God has placed a wall of fire, but inside Jerusalem is the glory of God. How many else we need to pray for Israel? Yes. Things are wrapping up, church. I agree with what the Spirit of God is saying. Things are wrapping up very quickly. In the Old Testament, the Bible says that the children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, I want you to take note of this: that a pillar of fire was over. And in the midst of the children of Israel. Here's something else we notice. And the Bible says that pillar led them. The fire led them. But Egypt couldn't see the fire. They were still in darkness. Only the children of God. The children of Israel could see that. See fire has a guiding effect. It guides you to the places you need. It becomes a lamp and a light. It becomes all that we need. It becomes warmth. It becomes everything we think about fire. It is, but it burns. It gets inside of you. It gets a hold of you and it won't let go. It also is a sign of God's presence. The fire in some churches have kind of kindled down, gone away. The only fire that a lot of places have is in the kitchen or in their furnaces when the heat is needed. Sometimes I don't hear of fire in the pulpit anymore like it used to be. Now, I don't want to go back into yesteryear because those were good times, but I'm living now, and I need fresh fire today. I don't know about you, but I need fresh fire from this pulpit in me. See, it begins in the head and works its way down through the areas. Uh, we need a fire in our singing. Not just getting up here singing words that just comes across a page. or We hear a song that's great. I need some fire and anointing upon that song and that preaching. Uh, we need to fire fire in the people's prayers. We need somebody that knows how to get a hold of God and, and know how to pray. They know how to pray through, not just get on for a few minutes and that's it. They know how to pray through and they know how to get a hold of God and God knows how to get a hold of them. We need fire in the praise that we need in this hour. Uh, people are looking for something that's real and they're looking for something that, that is burning. And it changes lives and hearts when you get a hold of that. Charles Spurgeon said this, put fire in the sermon or put the sermon in the fire. (laughs) If every time we need some fiery sermons, it's now. If every time we need to see people's lives change, it's now. Now. We need the fire of God to fall. Lord, let your fire fall in this hour. God, we need in this hour. Uh, see, we've seen so many things I've seen over the years and things changing. And let me speak from the Pentecostal ranks. I've seen it over and over again. They're leaning towards one way or another because we want to get people to come in. I understand that. I want to witness as much. as But when they come in, what's happening to them? See, we've got more programs that we know what to think of. They've replaced uh, some passion and power because they said, if we get a program, it'll draw people and that's it. But those people go out, never changed. Worship becomes highly mechanical. They just get up there, they perform good, they sound good, but where is the anointing? Where is the power of God? Where is the fire of God that needs to flow out from the heavenlies? We need people not only to sing like angels, but they need the fire from the heavenlies to flow from the heavenlies. <laughs> Far too many times we got people bathed in immorality and their hearts are no longer convicted. See, when the fire of God comes, conviction happens and people are convicted to move in a realm and different than what they used to. They're no longer convicted. They just leave and say, well, it was a good service. It was it, a good gathering and that's it. But I want more than that. Change me, Lord. Step on my toes if you have to, Lord. God, send your fire down. It's time for the fire to fall, church. When the fire falls. Let me tell you what the world's saying. And the world's saying a lot of things. When they say nudity is art, they call it art. But here's the sad part. When believers are okay with it and they invite it into their homes. That's when we cross the boundaries. That's when we cross the areas that is not of God. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, Stir up the gift of God within you. We need to stir it up. Time for the flame of God to be ignited again. Time that we just don't have a series of meetings, come to church, and that's it. We need to have a fire of God like never before. Fire in our prayers, fire in our singing, fire in everything we got. See, God will send a fire, but we need some wood to keep it going. Proverbs chapter 26, 20 says this, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. See, I see so many people uh, where they used to have fire they got ashes they didn't clean you need to clean out the yesteryear ashes, the yesterday ashes, and let fresh fire come. Amen. Now, how do I have wood? You need to keep keep the wood box full and ready to use it at any moment. Bible reading is. Wood. Uh, prayer is wood. I see praise is wood. Living holy and forgiving others is wood that you can put on the fire. Resisting temptation when it comes, even when no one else is looking. Yeah. That is wood on the fire. Let the fire fall, church. First Thessalonians chapter five. Verse 19 says this, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. When's the last time you had God deal with you in a lot of areas and you've quenched it? No, God, not right now. No, God. (laughs) There are many times I've learned over the years when I was at work, I would be in certain places and I'd be meeting with certain people that was in high positions. And all of a sudden, God says, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I told you the story when I was on a flight. Yes. <laughs> when I was standing in line, I needed a, a meal because I was going from one concourse to another, and I needed to get to that concourse, but I hadn't eaten for a long time, and I was hungry. I said, oh, here's McDonald's, but oh, it's too full. And the Holy Spirit says, get you something to eat. You know what the story is, some of you. Some of you haven't heard it. I'm going to tell it. Maybe across the airwaves, you need to hear this. And so I stand in line. I'm saying, God... I got just a few minutes. I got to get on my plane. They're going to board it here pretty soon. He says, you want to get up there faster? Yep. Say my name, Jesus. <laughs> I'm looking around. You want me to do what? Okay, Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Jesus. Let everybody hear you. What? You want me to do what? They'll get the guys with the white jackets, and they'll get me off of here. And all of a sudden, when that happened, some of you have heard it, and I'm going to say it again. I spoke his name loud because the Holy Spirit was prodding me. Jesus! And all of a sudden, that, it was like parting the waters. They looked at me. Who is this guy? And I get up front, and the lady says, can I help you? She was shaking a little bit, and, and I give her my order. And, and she goes, here, it's free. <laughs> I got a blessing out of speaking his name. You know how that goes. But I'm telling you right now, we need to move. And when God tells us to do something, now is not the time to question. When I was in those meetings and God would tell me to do something, there were times I would quench the spirit of God. I said, God, I'm not like someone else. God, I can't do that. There was times I got so convicted that I was miserable. And the next time we had meetings and God spoke to me, I spoke it out. And all of a sudden those people says okay that's what we need to do because God was giving me direction but we need to go forth and all of a sudden things took place you need to listen you need the fire of God to kind of burn and stir you up if ever a time we need the fire of God is today if ever a time we need the church to be on fire is today can I tell you what the fire will do when it falls it'll burn away addictions and habits Amen. When the fire falls enough and you get it inside of you, those things just kind of burn away. Can I tell you what else happens? (laughs) Demons don't like fire either. They let go of their clinging because the fire will get a hold of their little pulse and they have to back away. Can I tell you what it does to the snake? It'll burn it up. The Bible says in Acts that Paul shook the snake off because he was snake-bitten. And because some of you have been snake-bitten, you need to shake off that snake into the fire. And it's called the Holy Ghost and fire. And let God deal with that snake. Let God deal with that poison. The Bible says that even Paul... Did not die. He was okay, and it changed that whole island where he was at of Malta. And all of a sudden, they started worshiping him. He said, "Don't worship me. You worship God that done this." See, when the fire falls, things happen. The Bible says that Jeremiah. Can I tell you, he had a Pentecostal experience. We call Pentecostals because it was. It's not really a, a name of the denomination, but even though they put it on there. It's a feast of the Jews, and it happened but because the fire fell on Acts chapter two. That's what it is. But uh, before Acts chapter two, we had Jeremiah, and the Bible says that it was like. Sh- Fire shut up in his bones, he said. He says, I couldn't contain it any longer. I couldn't keep it any longer in my life. I couldn't keep it in that way that it was supposed to be. He says, It was like fire shut up in my bones. I had to do something with that fire. I had to move with that fire. And it moved. I don't know about you, but I feel the fire right now. <laughs> that jacket had to go. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You may have to wash your shirt. <laughs> I only got one white shirt. All the rest of them I had to get. It says, Martin said, we need to go get you some white shirts. (laughs) Right now, I just don't have time to do it. But thank God. It says that in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. It says, God's word was fire in his mouth. When you speak his word and the Holy Spirit comes with his fire and you speak it, notice what happened on Acts chapter two, when Peter stood up, his Bible says, it would prick their hearts. Conviction came and then they came to him. What must we do? What an evangelistic time to to turn people. 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. What a revival. What a move of God when the fire of God fell upon them. And they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. You want to speak under the utterance of the Spirit of God? Allow the fire of God to come in your life. And the Word will become fire. Satan will have to flee. Aren't you glad for that? The Bible says that the disciples, when they were walking with Jesus after the resurrection, they really didn't recognize who Jesus was at that point in time. But later on, they was conversing, looking at notes and says, uh, one said, did you feel what I felt? Did you see what was going on? And something was happening. He says, our hearts burned. Can I put it to you this way? They had holy heartburn. (laughs) They didn't need Tums to burn it out either, <laughs> or role-aids. They left that at home. It was holy heartburn, and they looked at us. Our hearts burned within us. Oh, if ever a time we need holy heartburn, it's today. God, give us some holy heartburn from the Holy Spirit. We need the fire of God within our lives with some passion and power, and that will change lives and hearts. With that They will quit their sinning, not be part of sinning, but quit their sinning and quit their lives and move into the things of God. That's what holy lives will do and holy heartburn will give you. David had a band of men that God touched their hearts. Oh, can God touch your heart? Can God come down and, and move upon your heart today? God wants to. God desires to. Maybe you've gone through some issues and areas. Maybe you've been questioning yourself as an individual. No one likes me. No one looks at me. Nobody loves me. I tell you, God loves you. And he has a passion and a fire for you and it burns within him because he's looking around at humanity and I want to see them come home with me. I want them to see me in heaven with me. See what happens. Fire is necessary for growth. Fire is necessary for growth. You want to see your church grow? You want to see you grow? You get it on fire for God and see what happens. Quit speaking the negativity and speak the word of God with power. He is my healer. He is my supplier. He is my all in all. You start speaking that with power and with fire and passion. The enemy is going to say, wait a minute. We got to get out of here. That's the blessed of God. How many is ready to get a blessing? I want a blessing. Be obedient with it. I said last week, there's two things that belongs to God. And if you'll catch a hold of that, the tithe belongs to God and vengeance belongs to God. The Bible says you keep a hold of either one of those. You're going to be in a world of hurt. Release what God's given and see what he'll do. He'll release what he has. God loves and he wants to do right by you. We got too many though that have, they've grown with the shell around them. They've grown cold. They've grown worldly. They've grown into a place that, uh, that you can't even tell a believer from a worldly person or a sinner. Accepting everything under the sun, not living a life. See, what transforms people when they see you change? What transformed people in the book of Acts? When they seen lives changed. Even the priests and, and even the, the Levitical tribes started coming out and getting saved and getting their hearts to God. It was changing Israel. We've got workers and co-workers and family members that need to see us on fire. They need to see that we have a passion and a desire to see God do what he said he would do. And until we get there, then the world will get a hold of them and keep them. The devil will get a hold of them and keep them. But you know what will let go of the devil and let go of the world is when you get on fire and they, you come in, they'll get convicted. See, the work of the Holy Spirit is conviction. You can't bring it by trying to put it on somebody. Only the Holy Spirit can bring that. See, the Holy Spirit and the fire can burn those things away. I remember growing up in church. Growing up in a time, sometimes things were done out of ignorance. I understand that. But it's one thing they did, they had a passion. One thing I noticed with the, some of my elders I grew up under, they longed to be in the presence of God. They may have had a little bit of ignorance to them, but I'll tell you what, they had something that never got away from me. I seen them coming in, and when they would come in, they would greet one another, but they was anticipating. Just like we're this morning, I I could tell where the worship was going. Some of you are ready to see what God's going to do this week. You're anticipating what God's going to do. But this should not be on a time when we have camp meeting or revival or a time of meeting. We should be all the time. God, I get up. God, I want to see what you're going to do today. How are you going to use me today? There's been many a times God prepares me. He speaks to me. He says, this is what's going to happen. I've gotten used to it. Now his still small voice speaks to me. I says, all right, I'm ready. And all of a sudden they get there. I'm ready. And it happens. All of a sudden God starts doing some things, but he prepares me because it's a passion and desire, a, a fire that's within me. I remember growing up, people would come out because they would hear what was going on in church. They was hearing that things were happening. I remember people would get up and the Spirit of God would move and all of a sudden shouting would go on. We call it shouting or dancing, however you want to put it. They would do it. And every once in a while, so-and-so would hit a wall a little bit, but they didn't hurt them. <laughs> They'd just bounce off. I remember seeing that. And they were okay. I, I remember a few of them that had fallen down. I said, oh, they're badly hurt. We better get ready for the EMS or something. They'd get up. Nothing was wrong with them. The Spirit of God had been moving in that place. It was like fire that was in that house. See, when you get a hold of fire, it'll move you. Yes, amen. You're not going to sit on the sidelines. And it'll take you and move you from your seat. That's the reason why the bobby pins would go out. They're like missiles hitting you. <laughs> I remember that, and people said, what's going on? But some people just come out to see what was happening, and they left changed. I remember when the Jesus movement came in in the 1970s and young people were coming in. And at that time, that was when uh, rebellion was kind of going in there, free love, this and all the other. The hippies were getting saved. And, but the guys were coming in with long hair and they were coming in and all of a sudden, one long, the hair was short. They were changing their lives. Things were happening in their lives because God was moving because the fire of God was in the house. When the fire falls, the world will get uncomfortable. But right now, we've got too many that are too comfortable in many ways. And I truly believe that we need to have a church, even though we want people to come in just as you are, but you're going to leave different. Amen? Amen. We need them to leave different. We need them to trust in God. There's lives that are messed up. They need God more now than ever before. One thing I've noticed with all the programs and everything, I I used to hear this, well, we got to attract them. So we got to have the music, we got to have the programs, we got to have this to attract whomever. So everybody feels comfortable when they come in. They don't feel intimidated. But one thing I, I found out, trying to be a buddy with the world doesn't work. Amen. It is just dealing head with head. That's all you're doing. <clears throat> but can I be as honest as I can? Salvation isn't of man. It belongs to God. Yes. That's supernatural. Yes. The Bible says you must be born again. That's supernatural. That's God himself coming in, taking a old, cold, heart, stony heart, and putting a heart of flesh in. And all of a sudden, you become a new creature in Christ. And all of a sudden, you walk, you talk, you act different. You you look at things differently. All of a sudden, you feel like someone loves me. You feel like something is taking place in my life. Something's different. A lot of people don't understand that. But when God comes in and gives you that, I tell you what, you love everybody. (laughs) Even those that has hurt you. Is that good English? Maybe not. But God loves you anyway, and God wants you to have the best. If ever a time we need the fire of God is today. Now let me say amen on that one. Yes. We need this church on fire like never before. Yes. We've got a community right now. When we can have a, a it, a psychic that opened up just on Center Street? that felt so comfortable, The enemy feels so comfortable to come in to a community because the fear of God is not in the land or the fire of God is not moving upon churches. Oh, we need to awaken up, church. As the Spirit of God says, he's coming back and it's not going to be very long. As I read to you already about the five foolish, asking the five wise, give us some of your oil. And the, water, the wise says, uh, we can't because if we do, we may not have enough for ourselves. I believe we've got an opportunity right now to get filled full of the oil, to have our box, our wood box full. And also we can have the fire that will be rekindled every single day. It's time we move in the realm that God wants us to move. Could be in cold, could be in worldly, could be in those indifferent, but be on charge and be on fire for God. Stand to your feet if you would, please. It takes the fire of God to do all these things. That's the reason why when John the Baptist said what he did, some people only want a part of God, but I want all of God. I want his word. I want to eat it. I want to take it in. I want it in my heart. I want everything he has. I want to stand on it. I want to believe him because faith means this. I'm fully persuaded that what God said he would do, he will do. That's what faith really means. So many times people says, well, maybe God will do it. Maybe God won't. I beg your pardon. God will do it. If you'll believe him, God will supply every need. If you'll believe him, but with every promise, there's condition. You've got to be obedient from his word. Your prayer life needs to be conditioned enough that you're sensitive to what God says. Your praise need to be pure. That when God hears it, it'll even rock your jailhouse. It'll rock you into a place that it will open the doors. See, that's what happened with Paul and Silas. Their doors were open. Some of you are looking for doors to be open. You're wanting God to open the doors for you. I'm giving you some inkling. You need the fire of the Holy Spirit to come in like never before. God, give me the fire. Fall upon me. Baptize me. The Bible says that I don't baptize. He baptizes and what he does, if ever a time we need God to do it, quit looking to the other ones and says, Well, I, what would they think if I shout or if I dance? You need to say enough is enough and move with the Spirit of God. You never know who he's gonna touch, who he's gonna change. God wants to transform today. If you want the fire of God to fall, I want you to get out of your seats, come up front. I want you to say, God, I'm in position, follow me. God, follow me. Follow me, just get up around this altar. You can stand, you can kneel, you can do whatever, but you need to say, God, follow me. We need fresh fire, fresh fire. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fresh wind, breathe upon us again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let God use you. Lay your hands on somebody next to you and start praying for them. Speak over them the word of God, the word of life. Jesus said that the words I speak are spirit and they are life. Speak the word of God over their life right now. Let God's word come alive inside of them, around them, shaking them and making them what they need to be. If you don't know the Lamb of God as your Savior and your Lord, today is your day. Come and find who He is. Find out what He's got for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Christ. Thank you, God. Praise your loving name, Jesus. Praise your loving name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is praying for somebody i want you to listen to this testimony this morning my mom got out of the bed they've been living with us for the last little bit until we get their place ready and she says i need prayer she says would you pray i just went in and sent a little bit of prayer just a simple prayer Jesus. and she said it was such a pain in her chest Jesus. and i want you to listen to what she said
1: i couldn't have come to church today if he hadn't have prayed for me it went it the, it the, pain, pay, the pain went away and I thank God for that
0: yes. because it was what God was doing. I'm just a servant. It's what God's doing. He's in the healing business. Church. Let me put it to you this way: He's in the banking business. Yes, Amen. He's in the job creation for you. He knows how to create a job for you so you can get some, so your bills paid. God wants you blessed.
1: Yes.
0: God wants you blessed. But he wants Amen. you to be obedient. God has some good things for you, yeah. but you got to believe His word. Be fully persuaded—that's what faith is. Persuaded what God says He will do, He will perform. And thank yes. God, Amen. I'm thankful that God touched you. Jesus. But you got to believe Him for the rest, and watch what God will do. Amen. Trust His word, and He will do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I not got good. Give your neighbor a high five if you would, that please, break. before we dismiss. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so good. I can't wait to see what's going to happen tonight. God's got some good things tonight. After I was getting the, the, the word from overseas, the international, and getting these um, things, that I've traveled to international, I've traveled to different countries and ministered, but when I started hearing that we have an opportunity to touch in those other areas. When I heard that sister in Pakistan, you could hear in her voice because they're in a Muslim nation. And right now in that area, if anybody claims to be a Christian, they could be put to death right away. And here they're listening to what we're giving. That is something serious, church. We need to be serious about the things of God. He's given us an opportunity. And I truly believe it's, not just, the, it's just the beginning. I'm like Brother Nathan. Today is a new day, but it's just the beginning of some things that God's opening doors for. Can I hear an amen? amen? Next thing we're looking forward to is moving into our new building. Oh, I can't wait to see what we've been saving up. We've been putting back, but I feel that God's got a place prepared for us. When we walk in, we're going to feel the peace. We're going to feel to have the fruit that God desires for this community, and the others will see. Thank God, I got to stop. Oh, praise God! God is so good. It's good to see every single one of you come out at six o'clock tonight. Starts tonight at six o'clock. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday six thirty. So if you can get out here, bring somebody with you, and I believe you'll be blessed. You'll hear a good word. These are good men that love the Lord. They're called of God. They're anointed and appointed. I truly believe God's got something for you. Get somebody here to come with you. God bless you. I'm not going to dismiss in prayer. I'm just say we'll see you tonight.